It's time to meet a minor leaguer. Let's talk to Jacob Bushberger, third baseman in the Cardinals organization. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today's a fun one. We're talking to uh, prospect Jacob Bushberger, third baseman for the Saint, uh, in the Cardinals organization. Great conversation. We just sat down and we covered all kinds of topics from what life is like with a pitch clock to the process of selecting a team when you are not drafted, in his case in 2020 in the five-round draft, how he selected the Cardinals, and what a day in the life of a of a high-A player looks like. Enjoy. Hey, folks. Welcome on back into Locked on MLB Prospects. I am here with Jacob Butchberger, uh, third baseman in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Jacob, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and you know, we so rarely get to hear from from guys who got to pick their own organization. You're playing for the Cardinals, and when it was time to sign with an organization after college, you had a couple different choices. How did you go about deciding to be a Cardinal versus being a White Sox or something else? Yeah, so my advisor basically advised me to uh, go towards the Cardinals because of the player development side, and a lot of other MLB teams – uh, respect them. They're a highly respectable organizations. So he was like, go to this, go to this team, you know, um, they develop players very well. And in the future, if you do get released, other teams see that you've been playing for the Cardinals, or you played for the Cardinals. So um, they're, they respect you. They know how they handle their business and they, they just respect the player and they believe the player could potentially help them. And it, it's like a springboard to a, another team in a way. Yeah, and and going from a from a smaller university in Davidson to somebody like the Cardinals, what was that transition like? Because I imagine that there's one world of college baseball, and it's what you see with the you know, the SEC and things like that. But then playing for a smaller school and then going into the minors, what was that transition like for you? Yeah, it was it was different. Uh, it was it was difficult at first, um, just to see that the better pitching. Um, like mm-hmm. at, at my school, we only saw low nineties once or twice a weekend. Like it was very, right. um, it was, it was almost kind of unheard of for our, our division, our conference to be throwing mid to upper nineties. There's one guy named Hunter Brown that, that got drafted by the, uh, Houston Astros, my junior year. He was one, one exception and he's doing well. He's, I think he's in their AAA, uh, right now. So, I mean, so it's, it's, it's hard uh, at first to get that transition, but yeah. the more you play, the more you see it, the more, the more you're able to catch up to it and adjust to it. it it's easier for sure. As much as I want to kind of nerd out and talk about some of the pitching you're facing for a second, I do have <laughs> to ask about, about college because, you know, you spent three years there and you were a, a, I believe a third team all American and you had eligibility when the 2020 season ended abruptly and you went into the draft and it was only five rounds. And so what kind of talk me through the thought process of I could go back to college versus I'm going to try professional baseball. Like 
How did you make that decision? What factors went into that? And, you know. So my family was a huge advocate of just moving on in mm-hmm. life. They, they felt like I've done everything I could at, at uh, my college. And they're like, what more do you have to prove? I mean, I, oh, I finished off hitting 525 the, the shortened season. So, I mean, they're like, what more, what more can you do? If you didn't get picked up after, after uh, the 2019 year, I mean, there's only so much you can do to try to prove scouts or um, other people, like prove them differently, prove them wrong. So that's, and then also I was also 23. So yeah. it's an, it's an older, older age. Um, so the next year I won't have any pull. And I think that's what, that's what ultimately led me to just move on from college and go, go play professionally. Yeah. So then obviously they take you, they, they put you in, in a ball in Palm beach. Uh, one, that's an incredibly long drive for you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we flew. Luckily okay. we flew. Yeah. But so you mentioned one of the big things to adjust there is the pitching. What's it like for his lifestyle going from a mid-major university into minor league ball and having to adjust to the new financial reality of, you know, I have to cover at the time in 2021, you have to cover your own housing. You have to cover a lot of that. What, what's that kind of adjustment like? How difficult is that to navigate for a new minor league baseball player? It was a grind. Um, luckily for me, I had a good support support system, met a lot of good people, a lot of, a lot of close friends now down there in Palm beach to where we were able to get a house together and just hang out and meet them and being able to surround myself with them. Um, it's, it's, it's cool because, we have a lot of similarities, a lot of things in common and um, going down, it's kind of scary at first, but the more you talk to people, the more, the more friendships you gain from it, the better off you are and the more comfortable you get. And I think that's what helped me and a lot of other players succeed is because you just get comfortable. You don't try to do too much. Like you, you learn um, what, what you can do to succeed. And then you just try to use that and put it on the field and just go play the game you love. Yeah. And, Talking about getting comfortable, I mean, you batted 308 in 2021 in Palm Beach. So obviously you had time to adjust to the pitching, things like that. What what was the hardest, like what took the longest to get used to? Was it the velocity? Was it the spin? Was it like, what was it that was just the hardest thing to, to adjust to in minor league baseball? Uh, definitely the, the spin. Um, everybody could throw a slider for a strike, curveball for a strike. And then whenever they wanted to, they could just bury a slider and you have to try to take it or you swing through it and then, then uh, you strike out. So the hardest part for me was the spin and being able to recognize that early mm-hmm. and then to get timing down off the rest of the uh, the rest of that bat. So uh, I remember we faced Bradenton, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates low A team, and they had every guy they had was throwing 97-99, their starters. <laughs> And it's just like you go up there, you're like, wow, I got to sit fastball. But then they throw like 45% sliders. So then you got to be ready for the fastball, but adjust to the slider. So that's that's a sequence where it's hard because like you try to be on top for the fastball and then you can get fooled by some sliders too. But if they make a mistake, you 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 don't want to miss that mistake pitch. And that's the dip, true difference between college and professionally is that a lot of, as you work up, the hitters get more consistent with hitting that mistake pitch in a way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, and then, so it's, it's, I can't, I can't do my math here, but it's something like 
uh, 70 games in Palm Beach and they tell you, hey, we're moving you to, to Peoria. What's that conversation like? Is it kind of a, do they make a big deal out of it? Or is it just a, hey, pack your bags, you're going to Peoria? Like, what's that conversation like? So with the with the manager, it's more so of uh, on a Sunday night or Sunday after the day game. It's just like, hey, just want to let you know you're you're going up, like you're promoted, congratulations. And then they kind of they talk to you. I don't know how it is with every organization, but for us, we talked it into the coach's office. So the hitting coach was there, the pitching coach was there. So it's kind of cool that way. And then you walk out, and then everybody knows what's going on because you don't. They don't really talk to players after after games, really. Right. I mean, we do, but we don't on a Sunday either because we're trying to travel, trying to get back home or however, however, if you're home or away. And so the other players are just in there, your friends. Like They come up and congratulate you, and they're really excited for you. So it's really cool. It's it's a good experience. Um, definitely yeah. I am was fortunate enough to have last year, and hopefully I get one again this year, but we'll see. We'll see. With spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your connections and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. I was about to say, I was going to ask about that. You know, it's it's your batting as of right now, 20 games in, 361, 425, 431's the slash line in, in Peoria last, uh, right now, but you're on the injured list. What's the outlook there? What are they thinking? When might you be able to take the field again? So for for now, uh, if all goes smoothly, next Friday, okay, um, in, in Beloit. So that's that's the goal right now. Uh, I just tweaked my hamstring a little bit running to first base uh, two Sundays ago. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really frustrating going through college having two pulled hamstrings. So I knew that, I knew what it felt like. Um, it wasn't as severe as that, fortunately, but it was still enough time to be put on the injured list and um, having to rehab and just get stronger. Uh, more more stability in my core and then rot- rotation stuff as well. And and something I noticed about this season compared to previous seasons, just whether it's college or professional for you, is they have you played more more in the field as far as different positions. I know that in college you played first and third, and you started off kind of you know at third and you pitched them in college too. But they they've played you at first and third and second, and then a couple innings in the outfield. So. Was that something where it was like an emergency thing or was that something you asked about or they asked about? Like, how'd that come about? So this year it was more of an emergency thing. Um, right. Our center fielder got ejected uh, and then our left fielder. Is that a good story? <laughs> he, 
so the umpire made a made a call at second base, and then our outfielder said something, and then the umpire said, "That's enough out of you." And then our center center fielder kind of made the remark of, "I can't hear you," and then he got tossed for that. So that it was it was a frustrating sequence. And then our left fielder, after making a diving play, he got he pulled his hamstring or tweaked his hamstring, oh. and then so he went back in. Obviously, couldn't play. So I ended up going to left. Our left fielder went to center, and like the last, I think it was we went to extra innings, two or three innings of extra innings baseball, and I had to go play left field for those those last three innings. Uh, first question: Was anything hit to you? Did yes. you have to? Yeah, okay. there was there was a line drive down the line that I cut off and just threw threw it to our shortstop right away. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're like, just get it out of my hands. I'm done with this. Exactly. Yeah. So playing a full game at second, uh, is that something where you wanted to show, hey, I have versatility, I have utility, this makes me more valuable, or is that something they ask you to do? Um, more so of, I'm just I'm just there to play wherever they want me to play. Right, um, right. So if they ask me if I could play second base, I'll gladly play second base. It's just, it just depends what our manager has in mind or what our player or farm director has in mind. And before the season, I was I was talking to people, and they said the more positions you play, the better. Mm-hmm. So for me, that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. And I'd rather play more positions than just be stuck at third or first or outfield. DH so the, or something. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So when you're you're trying to figure out what's my path forward, how do I get promoted? How much of that conversation and that thought process is like deliberate? All right, I have to do this and this and this. And how much is just let me focus on being the best baseball player I can. and It'll come on its own. Like, are you setting specific goals for batting average or home runs or defense? Or is it just kind of a maybe the best pro I can be? Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to set too many um, like marks in a way, because mm-hmm. I, I just want to focus on myself and just try to go out there and have fun just play the game hard and play the game the right way. And then if I get rewarded for it, great. If not, then that's just, that's just God's plan. So I'm, I just go out there, try to have fun and try to just play the best of my ability. And then hopefully something comes out of it, but I'm not too stressed out about that type of stuff. Just, just because it's so it's out of our control. We don't really, we can only control what we, but like what we do on the field by playing hard, mm-hmm. obviously you make errors. Um, you just got to flush it and move on. Just, I mean, you just got to focus on the the mental part of the game. That's the only thing you can really control. Right. So a couple questions about life in the minor leagues that I kind of want to ask. As a guy who was in the minor leagues in 21 and 22, they've changed some things. Uh, So like first, the timing rules. The timing's a little bit more aggressive as far as uh, time until the, the pitcher has to throw or until the batter has to be in the box. And we've heard a lot of reports from fans that they like the faster pace of the game it seems to have the same amount of action, but they're fans of it. As a player, as a position player, how do you feel about the pitch clock affecting the hitter and the batter in the shorter games? So as a hitter, I, I don't like it just because I try to take every pitch. Um, I try to take my breath, try to do like my casual routine before between every pitch just mm-hmm. to flush what happened, the pitch before. Right. So right. as a defense, though, as a defender, I love it. It makes everybody work fast. You stay in the game defensively, and that's super nice. But, I mean, there's some times where you've been called out on strikes because of the p- the pitch clock gets too low, and then they call a strike on you. And th- that's frustrating because it just takes it a bat out of your hands. Has that happened to you? 
It's happened once. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's the thing is, is that all of the reports that I hear is that like you get one warning and then after that, it's just an automatic, it's like a strike at nine seconds left on the clock. If you're not ready to hit, is that something like, how has the enforcement of that been as they've been working on it? Has it been something where the, the umpires work with you and they're kind of understanding or has it been kind of a hard, abrupt, no, this is the rule and we're going to follow it to the, to the T. So it just depends on the umpire and the crew. Right. So at yeah. first, the first crew was pretty strict with it. It was like the third weekend. So they're kind of like, it was the first thing, the first week it was actually enforced. So right. they were pretty strict with it. But then like now it's, it's like, okay, let's go, let's hurry up. But if it gets down to like seven or six seconds and the batter's still not in the, in the uh, batter's box, then it's a strike. There's a little leeway there. It, it, it's yeah. kind of like the, the play clock in football where they'll, they'll look forward. It hits zero. Then they'll look down for the ball. And if the ball's still there, then they'll call it. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So one of the, the changes that we've seen this year as well is minor league teams are being required to provide housing for the players. Uh, c- so compared to last year where you were kind of on your own for that in Palm Beach and then Peoria to now where the team is providing a place to stay and transportation to and from the ballpark and some food and all that. What's that experience been like and how is how is them providing lodging helped you kind of focus on baseball and be a better player? Is that Yeah, so it, it's super nice because you don't gotta worry about going out and trying to find a place, find an apartment and try to set up a sublease or like a shortened uh six month rent rent lease or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so you just go in here and then they have it all set out for you. It's beautiful. Um two bed, two bath. So we're able to, to hang out with each other and we're all within the same vicinity in the same, um, apartment complex. Nice. So a lot of us just go, go to our neighbors and go hang out with them and just hang out, play video games, watch NBA. Um, just, just do some, some stuff while you're at home and being able to relax. We're going to get back to our friend Jacob in just a second, but first today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Uh, specifically, they want to tell you about their birthday cake puffs. So it's like you took birthday cake frosting and chocolate and wrapped it around a protein-infused marshmallow. You have to try this to believe it. I just got a box the other day, uh, and they are quite the hot commodity in my house. It tastes just like a birthday cake. It smells just like a birthday cake. It looks just like a birthday cake, but 150 calories, 9 grams of sugar, 16 grams of protein, it's a lot better for you than a birthday cake. I can't promise that these are going to be around for very long. This is a limited time flavor, so go to Built.com and check it out. Uh, it's got it's white chocolate. It's got the sprinkles. Like it, literally, it looks just like the birthday cake we made for somebody the other day. It's nuts. Um, but again, it's much better for you because it's a protein-infused marshmallow. Um, it's got tons of protein. It's got low calories, uh, low sugar, low net carbs. Uh, so go to built.com, check out this and all of the other limited time flavors that they have, as well as the standards they have in rotation for the bars, the peanut butter brownies, uh, the cherry barcias, things like that. While you're there, use promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15 at built.com. So folks, we are recording this on, on Monday night to drop on Wednesday. So I have to ask, are there any Suns fans in the complex? Are there any Phoenix <laughs> Suns fans? So. I don't okay. think so. 
That was pretty rough. I didn't necessarily oh. know how that would, uh, yeah, that was, that was bad. That was one of the only, the only times when like you can pull me away from baseball. I'm like, wait, what's going on? You're yeah, down by exactly. 40. That was tough. Um, so Monday's being an off day across the entire minor leagues. It, if you're not traveling back from an away game on Sunday, kind of what's, what's everybody do on that Monday? Is everybody just kind of relaxing and being chill? Do you go out and do stuff? Like what's an off day look like for a, for somebody in Peoria? We, we love to golf. So we, okay. we go out and have probably two or three tee times at anywhere between one and three and just go okay. out and golf 18 holes. So that's what we love to do. And, we hang out on the on the golf course and just just kick back and kind of kind of um, refrain from baseball, so you will. So you don't really think about the week or the next week. You just you just go and play some golf and hopefully that relaxes the mind a little bit. There you go. Speaking of um, you know playing stuff and things like that, what's the video game of choice there in the apartment complex? Uh, Call of Duty Warzone Rebirth. Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah. Every time I talk to somebody, it's either like it's Call of Duty or it's FIFA. And I never yeah. <laughs> know which one it's going to be. It's always, it's always one of those two. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, you know, we're, you've been in, in professional ball now coming up soon on two years. Cause it was, you know, summer of 2020. What's like, how have you grown as a baseball player since you signed with the Cardinals? And since you've been in this organization, like, how have you, how have you evolved and gotten better as a baseball player? Um, definitely, I would say the biggest thing would be maturity, mm-hmm. like defensively, I would say, um, being able to, to trust myself, trust my hands. Um, we're able to work with Cheo or Jose Kendo. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a huge help, smartest, smartest guys in the game, best middle infielders in the game. So it's really cool just being able to work with him and being able to pick his brain a little bit about certain plays, what, what could we do better? What could I do better? Um, differences like that and trying to figure out what he would do in a certain situation versus what I did just right. to try to try to see what, what his thinking would be in that scenario. So just going through that and maturity and being able to mature all around as a baseball player is, and like listening to him and uh, him talk. It's just, it's been really cool. Okay. Final question for you. Um, just about two years now in professional baseball, who's the person that you've met that you've been completely starstruck by? You know, who have you had a chance, like a had, had the chance to interact with that you just, you couldn't find words because you were like, Holy crap. I can't believe I'm meeting this person. So Yadier Molina was in our, so he would be in the cages working with the catchers and the minor, the minor league catchers. Right, and when right. you went in there and you be, you, you could talk to him. Like he's a down to earth guy, like great guy, great individual. Just wanted to give back to the organization, get back to the game. And he'd, he'd be able to talk to you and try to, and uh, you could pick his brain and he would, he would sit there and talk to you for a while until he had to leave obviously. But he just wanted to give back to minor leaguers and just be able to help them because everybody goes through the same road. Everybody goes through the minor leagues to get to the major leagues. So, I mean, he just wanted to get back and he was, he was a cool person to talk to and uh, hang out with. And I mean, the Cardinals organization, we have a lot of guys who, who are really cool, really down to earth, just being able to pick their brains throughout the entire org. So it's a, it's a really great organization to be a part of, and I'm, I'm very happy and pleased that I made this decision. Absolutely. Jacob, 
Thank you for your time. Best of luck this season. Let's hope that the medical stuff comes back clean next week <laughs> and you can get back on the field next Friday. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.